Hey guys, I'm Darren. And I'm Pam. And welcome to Pen and Heart 1313. Hey guys, long time no here. Welcome back. <laughs> yes, we are back with you guys and happy to be back with you. Yeah, I think uh, the break we took was much needed. Um, I think it was also unannounced, but... It was. It, it was unannounced. It was unplanned, but we had a lot of things happen. Life happened. Things happened. There were transitions, and we'll talk to you about it in another podcast because we we'll be doing an update podcast. Yes. Um, so we'll just get started with what we're talking about today. Um, first things first, I want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing this podcast and for giving us great reviews. We appreciate it. Um, we don't know what we would be doing if we didn't have your support um, when it comes to this podcast. And so we're just so very grateful for you. And honestly, it's an honor. It truly is. So thank you guys so much. If you were with us the last time we were here, we talked about marriage goals, and it was a part one to that. And now we promise you guys part two, and we're going to do that for you right now. So, yeah. Yeah. We're talking about marriage goals part. Oh, let's let's back it up because it has yeah. been a while. And when been. we talked about like marriage goals part one, we we asked the question, "What were your marriage goals?" Yes. Um, we talked about ours and how we really didn't have any. <laughs> um, and so now we're going to talk to you about like biblical marriage goals or what we think, you know, what we found to be marriage goals according to God. Right. Um, and so I don't know, babe, how, how should we start this? Well, I think when you're talking about marriage goals and if you're married to somebody, Obviously, either you're in love, hopefully, or falling in love. And a lot of times when you first get married to somebody, you may not actually be in love yet. You may be in infatuation, but you're on the road that's going to lead to love. And I've said love a bunch of times because if you're married, you should be going towards that direction. So if you're thinking about what a goal should be in marriage, I think you should also talk about what love is and what it looks like from a biblical standpoint, what it looks like in God's eyes. I think... um one of the things we should mention is, and, and yes, Darren has said it, but I guess I just want to make it absolutely clear. <laughs> the marriage, one of the marriage goals should be love. Yes. That is your top, your top priority, or mm -hmm. at least it should be your top priority because everything flows um, out of love. Yes. And um, how you do things, how you respond to people, how you, how you, it's love. And, and it's also like one of the, the commands that we have as people, mm -hmm. um, is to love. It's one of the way that, one of the ways that people will recognize that Christ lives within us is exactly. how we love people. And so, um, love is a big thing. So we're going to talk about it and we're going to the Bible for it. And you probably already know what verse we're going to read, but if you don't, yes, it's coming out of first Corinthians chapter 13. And we're going to start at verse four. It says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It not, is not boastful. It's not arrogant. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not irritable. It does not keep a record of wrongs. Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. 
It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Uh, yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love those verses because it's so true. It's so true. And not only that, it just kind of gives you an outline, mm-hmm. a guideline, if you will, to about love. And Absolutely. what is the first thing that it says? It says that love is patient. Mm, yes, it is. And you're going to need patience because especially if you're, honestly, I don't even say especially if you're a newlywed, just in general in your marriage because you're getting to know somebody. And if you've gotten to know them and you've been married for a longer longer period of time, you still need to exercise patience with that person because you're two different people. And you sometimes you're just going to, they may do things, they may push your button, and you have to learn to be patient with each other. You do. Patience is not something that you can read a book on. It's not something that you can take a class in. It is something that is built over time. Mm-hmm. It is something that is, it, it's discipline. Yeah. Um, and, and discipline is a lot of you recognizing where you are in the moment and making the decision to do what needs to be done. I love that. And that is a hard thing. That is probably the reason why my patience level is not where it's supposed to be. Um, I lack the discipline, but that's okay because here's the thing. I know that I lack the discipline. You know what? I love that that verse says that love is patient. It's telling you a characteristic of love. Yeah. And I, and I, I keep saying, he's losing love so much, but I love that though. Yeah. Because it's telling you... When you're choosing to be patient with a person, you're choosing to love them. You're mm-hmm. choosing at that point, no matter if this is grinding my gears or getting my nerves, I'm making an actual choice to be patient in this moment. And that is a way that you're showing love to that person. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and what I, <laughs> I love, <laughs> what I, I really appreciate you saying is that that it is a characteristic. Patience yeah. is a characteristic of love. So if you have love, you have patience. Yes. You need to have the discipline to act mm-hmm. in patience. Absolutely. In the situations in your life. Yes. Okay. That that is that is it. That's one of the things. Choose patience. Absolutely. Choose patience. It also says that um, love is kind. Mm-hmm. Um, love does not envy. It is not boastful. It's not arrogant. Um, it is not rude or self-seeking. It's not irritable and does not keep record of wrongs. Let me just tell you <laughs> about being irritable. Talk about it. Um, <laughs> the thing in marriage is, <laughs> is that, because um, we are specifically talking about marriage goals, the thing is your husband or your wife is going to irritate you mm-hmm. sometimes. But here's the thing. It says to not be irritable. That's like a constant state. Mm-hmm. Like they can't constantly be on your nerves. If so, I, I, I would, I would like to say or offer like, <laughs> did you do your di- due diligence <laughs> before you got married? Because you should not be in a constant state of irritability um, yes. with your spouse. There's something else going on there. Okay. okay? There's mm-hmm. something else. I want to read to you this commentary from um, Tony Evans. Mm-hmm. about verses four and five now this speaks about biblical love and it says biblical love is a decision to compassionately righteously 
let me reread this because it has some extra words. You know how like uh what what part what what Bible um version is that that has the amplified. extra amplified? Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read you the amplified commentary <laughs> for this, these two verses. It says biblical love is a decision, not merely a feeling, to compassionately, out of concern for someone else, righteously, based on God's standards, and sacrificially giving to meet a need, seek the well-being of another. Notice each of the characteristics of love. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. Yep. <laughs> it is patient, kind, not envious, not arrogant, not irritable. These things are only possible when we put others before ourselves. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Yes, absolutely. And I think to go back to some of those characteristics, and, and forgive me if I'm... Okay, so go back to some of those characteristics of it. When it says it's not irritable, not irritable, not envious, and not boastful, I think those are the ones that we can't gloss over because Satan does a really good job of making us envious or jealous of other people, and sometimes even our spouse, oh, even man. our spouse's Talk gifts. Talk about it, yes. Like, Talk like my it. wife is so good at writing, and she's so good with words, and sometimes I have to fight and whistle, like, man, I wish I could communicate clear like my wife communicates so clearly because when she says something it's really hard to misunderstand what she says because she paints the picture so well but sometimes i find myself fumbling over words and i say something and like and it i realize it came out the wrong way because she'll point it out or maybe somebody else will you have to watch yourself and not be envious of people and 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 jealous of what they have and what god is giving them because god is giving you so much as well and we also read in this text that love is exactly not envious. I want to also add to that that, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to also add to that whatever it is that your spouse has, that that was meant to benefit your marriage. Absolutely. The thing that I have to fight, and this is, and this is just honestly getting a little bit off the topic, but I kind of feel like I'm led to say this. Okay. So I want to say this, whatever your gifting is, it's not used against your spouse. No. You're not supposed to use that against your spouse. You notice you have a strength in the area. It is, it is for your spouse. It is for your marriage and it's for you. You guys, when, when there is a miscommunication and there is a disagreement, you're not arguing um, you're not against each other. You're against the situation or whatever it is that's trying to come between and disrupt your marriage. And so the strength that you have mm -hmm. is to fight against whatever is, is causing division. It is not to you be used against your spouse. Yeah. So, um, and this is the area that I'm always challenged in because Darren says like, I, when I speak, it's very clear. And, and and so the thing that I'm always challenged in is when we have a disagreement, I'm always like, well, what you said was this. And by definition, that means this. And so you meant to say this, but that's not what you said. And I heard what you said. You know, I, I have to fight against that. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it, it takes discipline. Okay. Mm -hmm. In fact, all of these things take discipline. Yes. Um, it's probably be that love is discipline. <laughs> I don't know. Not in there, but it's implied, maybe. Yeah. So, so yeah, and 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 you're right. So you don't want to be envious of your spouse, um, because they have giftings in different areas, and of course, because they're able to do this. What you also don't want to do is boast. No, you don't. 
that you don't that's a that's a a, a way to put down your spouse mm-hmm. um you know what i study my bible five times a day and you only study yours twice a day mm. you know get mm-hmm. on my level let me just say mm. who does not study their bible five times a day that's me <laughs> i just want to let you know that and i i couldn't i don't know if you knew that was me pretending um but i that that's totally not true um but like you can you think you can be encouraging your spouse um, to live a righteous life and to, um, you think you're cultivating and you're, you're lifting them up and what you're actually doing is boasting about yourself, your achievements and what you've been able to do, um, through the presence of God. And it's really not accomplishing what you think it's accomplishing. So you gotta make sure, yeah, you just want to make sure Mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing. You're watching in the tone that you're saying it. Tone is everything in marriage. Yeah, that definitely is as well. And with those giftings that they have, remember those gifts are for you also. So if your spouse has a gift that you may not excel in, you talking about spiritual gifts. Yeah, those spiritual gifts. So oh, what we're talking okay. about here, like don't be envious of your spouse's gift when we were talking about that. Yeah, that's gifted for you. You get to partake in that gift now. Oh yeah. No, so so when you said gift of writing, that was oh. you talked about that earlier. So yeah. that's what I so but now gotcha. we're talking about spiritual gifts. Yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Claire. No, it's good. <laughs> the um the next thing I love what it says right here. Mm-hmm. Love does not affirm someone in their sin or their false beliefs because love finds no joy in unrighteousness but rejoices in the truth. I think there's a little time there. Just a little bit of time there. And what I mean, and what this is saying is that love loves, but love also hates sin. It's not going to advocate for anything that's wrong. So if you truly love somebody, you won't sit there and let them continue to be in their mess. Oh, yeah. You won't let them consider to continue, excuse me, to be wrong and do wrong things. You know, I, I I may have said before, but if I see my child doing something that's wrong, mm-hmm. I'd be a horrible bad father to allow them to continue to do that when I know the path that is going to take them down. You don't allow um, your friends, you don't allow your spouse, specifically in this uh, context, to do things that are really going to destroy them and hurt them. That's so you good. bring it out, even if it's a tough conversation, even if it's going to be a hard conversation to have. You need to have that conversation because it's going to be better for your spouse in that regard. That is so true. And that is so good because the thing about it is, man, so I'm trying to think of an example that I can give. Like, I want to give a real life example. I can't, I can't recall at the moment, Mm -hmm. but I know that, um, I can think of times. You can? Yeah, I think of times where you've had to have hard conversations with me based on thoughts that I was believing about myself. You know, whether I'm adequate or inadequate to do something. I may be down myself saying, I'm not sure if I can do whatever this is. I'm not sure if I can do ministry. I'm not sure if I can, you know, preach the word like somebody else that can preach the word or whatever. And you have to come back and tell me, well, no, that's a destructive way to think because God gave me, you know, the ability to do the things that I'm really just talking destructive about myself. Yeah. That's one thing that yeah. I can think of. No, that's really good. And that is that is important. You don't allow your spouse to self destruct. You don't um mm. you don't allow them to self harm. 
and things that and that and that comes with the speech too we always think about the physical things of course you're not going to allow your spouse to to hurt themselves physically but what about mentally what about emotionally mm-hmm. you hear them you hear them in their speech you hear them in their talk That's and good. what it is that um they're expressing themselves and 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 it's tricky yeah. dan has done this and i appreciate it he has gone against what i've asked him to do because he saw self-harm you know there are some times when i'm just like i just want to vent and i just want to tell you what i don't want you to fix the problem i just want you to listen i just want to say it and you know there are some times when women just need you to listen Mm -hmm. but the thing about the holy spirit is um one he dwells in us and the yeah. thing about it is he does not, he's, he is quick with his observations. So as I begin to speak and I'm venting and I'm doing this, the Holy Spirit, Darren, the Holy Spirit recognizes like, hey, that's self-harm. You need to say something. I know she said she didn't want you to say anything, but that's self-harm. And you need to talk to her and you need to call it out and you need to speak against it and speak Absolutely. life over her. And he has done that. And I may not have appreciated in that moment, but I was like, you know what? Thank you for saying this because you're right. That was damaging. And that's an important thing. You want to make sure that you don't, because we don't rejoice in unrighteousness. We find no joy in it. And, um, and I just love that, that, that the commentary was saying that, that you do not affirm someone in their sin or their false beliefs. It's yes. not just sin. It's also their false beliefs, their beliefs about themselves, the beliefs about the Bible, and things of that nature. You just want to make sure you don't affirm them in that. No. You absolutely. don't join their pity party. No. You don't be like, you're right, you're right. No, that's not love. No, it's that's- not at all. We know misery loves company, but we can't be the person providing that company. Not exactly. when you're in a marriage. No, you bring your person, your own spouse out of that misery we don't join them there you know what i will say this and i and i love that darren has darren is a licensed realtor if you didn't know this so anyone in the minnesota area if you are looking to sell or buy a home let us know (laughs) but here's what i want to tell you about this um i remember when he got it and it was great and i was happy and then I remember there was this moment, and maybe you remember it differently, okay. but this is how I remember. But there was this moment because you're in, you got your license, you're in a new field, so of course you're going to work on um, strategies to do this and do that. And like the the mind thoughts, the thoughts that were coming were great. Like I can do this, and we can do this, and I can do this. And I remember this is the way I remember. I was like, no, but you told me you're called to ministry. You said God told you it was ministry for you. Not saying you can't do this at the same time, but the way it was going, it was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. And I was just like, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. no, that's, that's, um, that's not what we talked about. about. (laughs) Um, and so love is also helping your spouse stay on track, redirecting them to where God had, where God has caused them and Mm -hmm. making sure they don't, 
um, get off of that because the enemy is crafty. Yes, he is. And that is easily one of the moments that the enemy could have used to sneak its way in there and get him off point and off track. But because I love my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to say it like that. But mm-hmm. no, but because um, I recognized it. Yeah. And praise the Lord that I was able to. It was only in the Holy Spirit because some, sometimes, you know, you talk and you're not really paying attention to those those points and things like that. Right. You, I was able to help remind him, like, no, this is this is where we're supposed to be going. That's really good, babe. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's think about that. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I guess, and I'm reading this through the commentary, and I love it because it says, "Love does not quit; it endures through thick and thin." Absolutely. You, you love, love really does survive, and that's really what matters. It's the true treasure of this world is the relationship and the love that you have with people and obviously that includes your spouse in this context. It really does matter. And it does survive. Yeah, it does survive and it keeps going and it mm-hmm. it like like and and there are just so many instances in marriage where you yeah. have the opportunity to give up. Oh man, they present themselves daily almost, I think. There's so many chances. They're never going to change. They're never going to do this. Um, mm. You know, whatever thoughts that you have. And of course, now listen, um, it, it's, you've got to know, you've got to know that um, love is patient. Yes. And, and patience also means. <clears throat> waiting and it's not necessarily how long you wait it's how you wait and it's just i think it's important for us to recognize that you know in our endurance it's kind of how you're enduring yeah you know that that's an important thing Mm. and so like i don't know I heard someone say that. Oh, that you remembered it, man. That's still good. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just so important, and um, I I would really encourage you all to not give up. Absolutely. Um, if there is a situation in your marriage where it is not needed to separate, and in a, and you know, I think that you should. Yeah, seek counseling. Seek God. Seek godly counsel. And not give up. Yes. I've seen marriages restored. Mm-hmm. I've seen marriages come back hard things. Yes. And I'm not gonna lie to you. I. I. It's amazing. Yeah. But you know what? It took. It took patience. It took kindness. Yeah. Um. It took not keeping a record of wrongs. That's a good. One. It took bearing all things, believing all things, mm-hmm. hoping in all things. It took not finding joy in unrighteousness. These are the things. Mm-hmm. It took love. It took love. <laughs> and I think honestly, when we when we look back on it, um, the world does a poor job of explaining what love is, but the Bible is always correct. Yes, it is. And um, it's so important. That we go to God, <clears throat> excuse me, that we go to God concerning this very, this very thing. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk about some things that you can focus on 
Yeah, some things you want to put an emphasis on when you're trying to um, pretty much, if you're talking about marriage goals, some things that may be a goal for you in your marriage. So if you're talking about healthy marriages, they seem to always have some of these things in mind that you may want to um, kind of key in on. And obviously one of them is communication. Mm-hmm. You got to have communication and it comes with time. It takes time. You got to learn how your person communicates. There's a podcast we did um, a while ago about that. You can go to that. To yes. To learn how your spouse <laughs> um, communicates and how you can best communicate with them. But you have to learn how to communicate with them. It's just important because that's how we talk. It's how you know what's going on and how you can solve it. And you know, not every bit of communication is verbal. There are communications that are physical. Um, is that what I'm trying to say? Like, like the oh, yeah. not nonverbal is non-verbal. what I'm trying to there say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to learn how to take nonverbal cues mm-hmm. or recognize that, and and that's one way we can communicate as well. But communication is a very big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other ones is intimacy. Of course. I mean, what did you get married for? No, I'm just kidding. But it's a strong part of marriage. Um, but not just the sexual part. It's really just the closeness, the bond that you have. I'm sorry. Absolutely. You know? No, no. I'm I'm glad that you said that. I was going to go to, um, we also did a series. We did. Uh, mm-hmm. We did a series on that, on intimacy. Mm-hmm. And we talked about all the different types of intimacies and how how this affects your marriage and how it can be good and what happens when it lacks. I encourage you to go back and listen to that. Yes. But this is also something that you want to focus on or you want to keep your eye on when it comes to your marriage. Absolutely. One of the other things, um, no, <laughs> you talk about it. Yes. It's forgiveness guys. You, you have to have a strong emphasis on forgiving each other when something happens that you don't like. Because this is gonna happen. I, I tell I tell the story all the time. I I love my wife a whole lot. I mean I really do. She I adore her. But there's gonna be some times where I mess up and I upset her. It's inevitable because I'm not perfect. But she has to know my heart and she has to be ready and willing to forgive me. And I need to be able to do the same for her as well. And I just encourage you guys to start practicing walking in instant forgiveness. I've said that before on this podcast, somewhere down the line. And you have to just make a decision within yourself that I know my spouse's heart enough and I love them enough to choose forgiveness in this moment, no matter how upset or hurt I am in this moment. Because I know, although something was done or said, I know my spouse's heart. I know they do love me. And we can work this out and I'm ready to forgive. Be willing and ready to forgive. You know, and that's that's not easy. Oh, no, it's not. It's not easy, um, but it is something that it takes discipline. It does. Again, discipline. And, and because, like you said it, you are choosing every day in the same way that you choose to love your spouse and you choose your spouse every day. Mm-hmm. You're going to choose your spouse over division. You're going to choose your yes. spouse over this disagreement, over this conflict, whatever yes. it is going on. Because remember, you're not fighting each other. Yes. You're fighting this situation that whatever is causing division in your marriage and forgiveness is key the bible says in the verses that we read it goes on verse it's verse five 
And it starts, um, it's not rude, love is not rude, it's not self-seeking, it's not irresponsible, and does not keep a record of wrong. Yes. That's forgiveness, y'all. forgiveness. Because when you have to, when you have to keep talking about the thing that someone did, did right. you haven't, you haven't forgiven, you haven't forgiven them. Oh. Yeah, and, and, and. Not, not that you, not that you're gonna forget about it. You're gonna recognize it, and there may, <clears throat> huh? Because there is a thing, there is a thing where people say, when it no longer hurts you, you've forgiven them for it. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I fully agree with that. I'm not, sure I agree with that either. I'm not sure if I fully agree with that because I can recognize that that hurt me. Yeah, the scars are there, and still not. And still, and still forgive that person. I can recognize that it hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, whew, um, I think honestly, in in fact, that's part in forgiveness is recognizing that it hurt. Yes. Um, that recognition coming. So there are people that have done things to me, and it hurt, and I can remember it, and I can recognize that you know what that really did hurt me. But I have forgiven that person. Yes. And it's not for them because they've moved on. I've mm-hmm. done it for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I have forgiven. Mm-hmm. So I can free myself um, from the bondage that, you know, unforgiveness keeps you in. So, yes, mm-hmm. that is one of the things. And I'm so glad that he's so good at it because I need it so often. Thank oh, man. I need it so often, too. But that's, that's the thing, though. The reason why you should freely give forgiveness, because when it's your turn yeah. and you mess up, yeah. you're going to want that same forgiveness as well. And you're going to want it, hopefully, as quick as you're able to give that as well. So you reap what you sow. And that's so if you a- sow forgiveness, when it's your turn, you'll be able to reap forgiveness. Absolutely. And I love that you said that because mm-hmm. that term, that phrase, that verse, um, verbiage is often used when it comes in term of money, but it's mm-hmm. it's in everything that you do. Yes. If you sow like malice, yep. you're going to reap it. You're going to reap it mm-hmm. in the same measure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so happiness and joy and forgiveness, then you'll reap that as well. Yeah. And so this one right here, I think is great. Oh, have an emphasis, guys, on praying together. Oh, my goodness. Pray, not, not even just together. Pray. Pray for your marriage separately. But of course, you can get together and pray as well. But, man, uh, that cliche phrase of family that prays together, stays together, I mean, I think it's true. You're covering each other. You are each other's literal covering. You know, I'm always loving to cover my wife, and she does probably a better job than I do, I think, of just praying for myself. And for our family in general. So pray. It's important. You're keeping the enemy away when you're praying because the enemy is not for your marriage. Make sure you know that. The enemy is not for your marriage. Here's a statistic for you. I think we posted it at some point. Um, Only 11% of married couples pray together. And that's Christian. Christian married couples. Yeah. 11% of them pray together. Yeah. And the thing about that is, is we have to make sure that we are, that we are covering our spouses and that we are doing that. Pray over each other, pray for each other. It is the one thing that I, it saves marriages. The first thing you ought to be doing in life is praying. It's not going to a counselor. You go to the great counselor in prayer. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't know what you should pray. Um, (laughs) You got a spiritual language? 
Pray. Pray in the spiritual language for the things you don't know how to pray. Okay? Like, and, and more often than not, it's like, it's just important that right. you make time for it. Yes. You make time for it. If you don't have a prayer of spiritual language yet, you can pray about that. But pray to God. God, what are some things I should pray for and see what God drops into your spirit and pray about that? Yeah, you do. Yes. Yeah, you do. Because the Holy Spirit is still with you, whether you have that prayer language or not. And let me tell you, after you're done praying, listen for God. There you go. To hear what he has to say to you. Mm-hmm. And he may give you instruction on what to do next, but a really? lot of times he's going to talk to you about you. Yes. Because remember... <laughs> like like he sees it all he doesn't just see your spouse he also sees you in mm, this too absolutely. and he's going to instruct you because a lot of times um our behavior or our response affects our spouse yep one way or the other um the last thing i want to say yes. is focus on your friendship Yes. That's a very big part in your marriage. You go, like, that should be one of your marriage goals is to be friends. Be good, bestie friends. Be bestie. My wife's my best friend. I mean, it's got to be your best friend. Because, yes. listen, it's, I mean, this you're building a life together. You're spending your life with this person. Yes. The majority of your life with this person. You mean to tell me y'all ain't friends? <laughs> it can't just be a partnership. <laughs> cannot be just a partnership. You've got to have fr- You want to know why? Because when things, because, um, like the foundation should be Christ. Absolutely. And if your your if your marriage is not built on God, I don't know what. Uh, it's it's not a strong foundation. Sure. The next level needs to be friendship, in my opinion. Yes. Okay, you got God as the foundation. Great, because that's 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 top. You need to have a friendship in there yes. because when the other start stuff starts crumbling and it will start because mm. the enemy is not for your marriage. No, it's not. When the others, you got to have a friend to lean back on. You got to be able to look at that person and say, no, this is my friend. Yes. Like, like we're here. Like, no, mm. no, no. More important. Darren is my husband. Yes. He, he is my spouse. He's my lover. Mm-hmm. He is my friend. I am. And my and the fact that we have such a strong friendship, I'm able to look past a lot of things and say, no, 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 not this is my friend. I know him. Yeah. There's a difference. Okay. Um. There's a, there's a difference, and I think that um I don't think we have time to adequately explain <laughs> it. Um. So I'm not gonna do it great justice, but I just want to say friendship is so important. Yes. It will it will help and it will back you up in a lot of instances. And also, like I've said this before, and it's kind of a joke, but it's also serious. You need to be able to talk to your to your friend. You need to have a friendship. You need to have this because when you get old <laughs> and y'all ain't doing the the wild thing anymore, and y'all just sitting in them rocking chairs on the porch. You got to be able to talk to that person. And I'm going to tell you, um, it's good if you got a good friendship. Because that way the conversation will carry. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you're going to live out all your years, you want to make sure you're living it out with your friend. Yes. Absolutely. It's a great building block to a wonderful marriage. Yes, it is. To be able to joke. Yes. To have fun. Yeah, we joke all the time. Like you me. joke. Yeah. I laugh. Yeah, you know, you joke. I do. 
Yeah, we talked about last night. You joked about my hairline. I did not joke about your hairline. You, you joked about my hairline. I did. That's why I'm bald now. Uh huh. Don't do that. Hey, man. Listen, I want to make this clear because I feel like this is a this is like a stumbling block. Oh, you feel that way? Do I feel you? like this right. is a thorn. Right. Darren can grow his hair. Okay, he is not naturally bald. He shaves his head because I prefer it. That is the reason why. He does not do it because his hair is falling out. He's not doing it because his hair won't grow. He does it because I prefer that look on him. Well, I embrace the look anyway. And I probably won't grow my hair out because, you know, the edges. On on me, probably done. It's okay. I don't want to have that cul-de-sac on my head. So. See, he's joking about it. I'm not joking about it. <laughs> so, I love you, babe. I love you. I think this was good. It was fun. What a wonderful welcome back. Yeah, it was. It was oh, good. my goodness. Well, we missed you guys. We missed you. Yes, we missed doing this. So, we'll be more consistent. <laughs> well, let's pray before we get out of here. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you so much, God. And we just thank you, Lord, because you are for marriages. You design marriages, Lord God. So I pray, Lord, that you would equip us and remind us of what love is and how we should love our spouses, how we should be patient and be kind, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us remember talks like this, Lord God, in times when things get tough and things get hard. And you will remind everybody here that's listening to this um, that you're for their marriage and they can come to you and they can pray about these things, Lord, and you'll be with them to see them. I love you so much. We give you praise. I love you very much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.